must be Thursday. Welcome to the show. It's episode 299. This is your captain speaking along with the here and now, Mike Larkin. It is here, it is now, and it's time for some Max Wrestling. And you know what else? It's also time to watch Mia Yim, a.k.a. Reckoning, do the job to Data and Brooke. Don't. Don't. Well, I say don't. We're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> Travis will not be joining us this week. Um, he's saving himself for the big episode next week. Moses will be joining us momentarily. Um, but you know what is here and now? What's that? Well, actually, I'll, I'll let the, the, the guy himself say it better than me. Predictions. Yeah. Predictions. Uh, we have Travis's. Like I said, Moses will be joining us. Um, but also, Mike, we're almost there. One week away from our 300th episode. Dude, all I can say is, next week, all I can say is I cannot wait for the 300th episode. Can you believe we are 300 episodes about to be for the Max Wrestling Podcast? Yes, I can, because I almost retired, and we almost didn't get to the free... Well, I did retire, and then you guys brought me back. Uh, but we <laughs> almost didn't get to the 300th episode. Um, <clears throat> uh, we do have some surprises lined up. We're not going to spoil them. We hope you enjoy them. But then again, like I said, that isn't this week. That's uh, coming your way. Next week. Next week? Oh, first and foremost, I just got to say this. When we get to Impact, you know what I'm saying? It's our time! We told you! It's our time! We'll, well save before, that. Before we get there, we got to go back to Friday night first. It's time to recap the smack. Roman Reigns isn't pleased with Jey Uso after Team SmackDown's loss at Survivor Series. Unfortunately for Otis, he feels Uso's wrath with a steel chair. For some reason, I should care about this tag match, but nonetheless, Rude and Ziggler defeat the Street Profits, giving me hope that the tag champion's reign may finally be coming to an end. Sami Zayn outsmarts Daniel Bryan by leading him backstage and running back to the ring to win by countout. However, Daniel Bryan also ran into a beatdown from Jey Uso as Kevin Owens breaks it up and confronts Roman Reigns. Bailey heads to the commentary table and gets clocked twice, twice, as twice. Bianca Belair picks up a win over Natalia. In a rather ridiculous display, Murphy had all the help in the world from the Mysterio family to defeat King Corbin. I'm forgetting who's the face and who's the heel in this match. However, King Corbin challenged Murphy to a rematch next week. I mean, what's next week? Dominic throwing salt in the eyes? And after weeks of attacks, Sasha Banks finally get a dose of revenge backstage as she beat down Carmella. And in the main event, Jay loses the battle and the war as he's disqualified for taking a chance at Kevin Owens, but not for long. As Owens quickly turns the tables and decimates Jay while screaming down the camera at Roman. So, Kevin Owens seems to be back in the main event position. That uh, I'm happy. Happy about it, but I mean, you can't see him coming out on top because Roman's getting pushed to the moon. Okay, Let, let's just talk about this also as well since you brought it up. Rey Mysterio, is the, is the Mysterio family like the new Eddie Guerrero? They're lying, cheating, and stealing. I'm like, are they oh, turning oh, them? Oh. What the hell is it? There's what? lying, cheating, and stealing, and then there's straight up cheating. That was straight up cheating. I, I And I don't want to see a feud with Murphy and fucking King Corbin. I don't want to see a feud with King Corbin and Rey Mysterio. I don't care. I don't want to see legit- King Corbin in a feud, full stop. 
fucking blows Daz. And also the fact that they're doing the chicken shit heel thing with Sami Zayn. And I'm just going to say this right now. Big E's big singles push is for him to go back to winning the Intercontinental title that he won back in 2013. Are you serious right now? We're going to probably go back to Big E and Sami Zayn in a feud for the IC title. You know oh. what? It's better than just doing stupid comedy segments backstage. <clears throat> this is true. And don't um, hate on the Street Profits. Don't, dude, don't even hate on the Street Profits. They had a great match with the New Day. They had a great match at Rudin Ziggler. I just know that you don't want the smoke. You don't need the smoke. You don't want that smoke, Dazzy Dangerously. It's not. It's not so much. Uh, okay, yeah, it's it's Montez Ford. I can't stand him. You don't, you, Daz, fam. You know what I'm saying, fam? Why, baby, I'm a red a red a red a. You're not a fan of that, Montez? No, Ford. he's too much. Dawkins, I can deal with. Dawkins is fine, but Montez Ford just. Somebody put down the coke. You want you want him to have decaf, is what you're saying? You said decaf. Montez, DK. Oh, I was thinking more horse tranquilizers, but yeah. Oh my God, you hater! <laughs> All I'm gonna say is it could be worse. Mojo Raleigh. Uh, thank heavens he's gone to obscurity. Oh, uh, as far God. as Sami Zayn goes, though, I'm really, I actually really enjoy how he's not your typical chicken shit heel, though. He's finding creative ways to cheat. But it, it, dude, he's funny, and I'm gonna say yeah. this right now: about damn time because they. Him as the Intercontinental Champion, I'll be honest, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn's great as a heel. He's funny. Uh, and he's also woke. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to say this also, too. I With the women, as far as the SmackDown goes, Sasha Banks and Carmella, I love the fact that she just friggin' with the, with the champagne and everything. That cracked me up. You know what, though? It was weird because he, obviously we had to wait until the hand turned around completely to see that, you know, the boss knocks uh, in the camera. But Carmella could see them before us and she didn't react until it was turned all the way around. <laughs> yeah. It was like, now, wait a minute. Oh, that's a that's that, that, that's Sasha Banks' knocks. Yeah. Oh, those nails. I know those nails. I know those nails. <laughs> I look at it from a stance of, all right, we got something different with the women's stand out. Sasha and Carmella, we don't have to see Sasha and Bailey for the 10,000th time. Yeah. But I got to ask, what do you think about a Bailey Bianca Belair feud? Go with it. I'm going with it. I mean, if they're trying to solidify Bianca Belair as a top contender, I mean, who better for her to feud with first? Absolutely. I mean, Bianca's got all the raw talent in the world, and Bailey's come a hell of a long way this past year and a half. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. I mean, for me, it's it's interesting to see what they're doing with the women's division. But yeah, there was a little like nuances, like we were talking about, like I didn't like about SmackDown. But Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens has me intrigued, even though, like I said, we know Kevin Owens is not going to win. Yeah. But it's it's nice to see him back there. I mean, so long as he doesn't just get beat with a spear, you know. If if Kevin Owens is getting back in the main event position, you know, treat him seriously. Because when Kevin Owens has got a teeth, when he's got when he's got his teeth into something, Kevin Owens is just out of this world. You watch it now, Roman. You watch <laughs> it now. Uh, Roman then tweeted, yeah, something about going after the family, and he was like, "If you wanted the title, now you have my attention." Uh, you have to watch the talking smack that he did when when Kevin Owens was on there with Paul Heyman. It's great. 
Oh, speaking of chat shows, you know what we forgot to mention? I think it was like two weeks ago. Yes. It was the first anniversary of CM Punk returning to backstage. And look at now. Look at backstage now. It, oh. It's cancelled. Uh, Renee's gone. Paige hates WWE. Punk is probably blacklisted again. That's such a shame. So much can happen in a year. That it can. Um, but hey, there's a wrestling revolution coming up, which we'll get into later on. Let's let's go through Raw first. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, uh, we, we opened up with a moment of bliss with Randy Orton. I don't know why he keeps agreeing, agreeing to go on these shows when he knows there's shenanigans <laughs> coming. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Here's what was funny about it. Like, I like the eeriness and I like the storytelling of this, you know, the whole thing with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt and their history. Yeah. But when Alexa Bliss gets in Randy Orton's face, I laugh because how so effing short she is. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, she doesn't get in his face. She gets into his bottom rib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. And I'm like, this is cool because it just shows her devotion and everything that is to the fiend. And the fiend may have a weakness and the fact that she's in Randy's arms. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Does it kind of look like to you because you're thinking because it's the fiend, right? You know, he's a heel. He's the fiend, for God's sake. But they're turning him into, like, the sympathetic baby face because, you know, the girl. Yeah, it's like Beauty and the Beast. It is. Yeah, he's scary at first, but he's got he's got a heart. Well, which Beauty and the Beast? The actual TV show or the Disney movie? Oh, no, no, the fairy tale and the Disney movie. Not the, uh, not the legendary Ron Perlman version. That is correct. <laughs> um, didn't they make another TV series about, like, and it turned into some kind of teen drama? Yeah, I hate it when they do that shit. I hate it. It's like when they did Teen Wolf. The, yes. Yeah, remember Teen Wolf? And, oh. and Sleepy Hollow. It's fucking just, Stop I hate it. Stop teenizing these classic horrors. Stop <laughs> spreading those rumors around and stop teenizing these friggin' sitcoms, you bastards. Assholes! Assholes. But, yeah, Randy and Alexa kind of try to punk each other out. Um, you know, everything Randy was saying as a threat... Alexa was just throwing it back at him. And then finally the fiend comes out and Randy has very cleverly picked her up. Um, she's not doing a damn thing about it, you know. <laughs> she's just, yeah, okay, he's got me now what? Uh, he's got me in his arms. I, w- I wouldn't say she's the fiend's weakness, though. If you're going to mess with Alexa, he's probably going to go buck wild on you. Buck, buck, buck wild. A bowed up fiend. Boat a fiend, yes, a buff. <laughs> Not what's up, but he's a buff. Boat up fiend. No, it's a buff, man. That's a buff. <laughs> Not talking about buff the stuff, but a buff. Fiend gonna be getting Molly whopping to Randy Orton. Yeah, Molly whopped. All I'm gonna say is this: people are complaining that they're rushing this too much. I'm like, no, no, they're really not. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, they're really not. Did you see the one friggin' article they were talking about possibly doing the Fiend and Edge at WrestleMania as opposed to Randy Orton and Edge, which I'd be all right with? Yeah, the the, the Orton Edge feud is done. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson style. Leave it alone. Just stop dogging me around. Get it, the fuck out of here with that. It would have been fine as just a match, but they overhyped it and then they stretched it out as like, and then overpromoted it as like the greatest wrestling match ever. Yep. You, you killed it. You know what they could do that it was uh, that I heard they were also talking about? You could bring back, you know how they brought back the uh, Eater of Worlds and, you know, the cult leader Bray for the Braun feud? Yeah. 
you can also sort of kind of do that with the Randy Orton feud. That like he goes through the cult leader again, and then he tries to get the job done, and then the fiend just comes out and just mollywops him. Or if he makes Randy Orton revisit his past. Yes. And uh, Randy can then once again thank Sherry for hooking him up with that extra pillow. <laughs> yes. Uh, get well, Randy. Dak yeah. No, not now. Not now. Dude, I was at that Survivor Series. <laughs> and when he came on and interrupted Shawn Michaels, you could feel the heat in that building. <laughs> that goddamn smirk. You know what I'm saying to JR like you mentioned? I'm going to say this right now. One of the most underrated gimmicks that he did was the fact that the getwellrandy.com, he's in the middle of Times Square. Oh, the shoulder. It's at, it's at about 70%, 70%. Watch the shoulder. It hurts. But it's great to meet you. Oh, he was great. That was so underrated. You know what Randy had in 2002? Oh, yeah. Chutzpah. The chutzpah. The chutzpah. <laughs> Lug Orton and his chutzpah. That third generation whippersnapper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now then, we move on to, I don't know if anybody caught this, but it was a Symphony of Destruction match. Just like the Pied Piper Symphony. What a missed opportunity not using Megadeth. But after the name of the match is repeated 12,000 times. Did you, well, hold on, Daz. Did you know that the Symphony of Destruction match is a Symphony of Destruction match? How much wood could a wood chuck chuck, but wood could chuck a wood? Symphony of I, Destruction? I was watching the no. Symphony of Destruction match, and I had no idea what the Symphony of Destruction match was called because they, kept, they, they forgot to tell us that the Symphony of Destruction match. Did you know that there's been three Symphony of Destruction matches and Elias was in all three Symphony of Destruction matches, Symphony of Destruction? So the Symphony of Destruction match that happened this past week on Raw, that was a Symphony of Destruction match, is Elias' specialty match, the Symphony of Destruction. Yes, the Elias' specialty <laughs> match, the Symphony of Destruction. Did you know it's a Symphony of Destruction? Oh my God, it's a cello, Symphony of Destruction. <laughs> so it's basically a hardcore match with instruments all around the ring. Oh, first and uh, foremost, yo... For the 20, they incorporated the 24-7 title into this. <laughs> the truth I mean, Jeff's head took, a, took some punishment in this match. First of all, it gets bounced off a drum kit. Uh, and then as Dude. he wins the match with his swans on through the table and scores the win, his head just lands right on the steps. Okay, I saw that happen, and then I saw the ref chalk up, check on it, and I'm like, Oh my God! Please tell me he's okay. And then he was okay, but he—that was Ugly. That wasn't even ugly. That was my brother me. That was Ugly, Dazzy Danger. That was Ugly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jeff just seems to be hurting his head every time he does something now. Oh, friggin' poor Jeff. I mean, maybe he's just invulnerable to it now. He's got, got smacked around that much over the past what twenty something years. Yep. Plus, you know, it doesn't help that he, uh, the swanton isn't as graceful anymore. It's just a fucking pancake. Oh, he'll even admit. He's just, you know, I got to protect myself <laughs> first before I protect you. He'll even admit it. <laughs> yes. So now I don't do just like the dive and then the flip at the last moment. I just flip and belly flip. Well, back flop the motherfuckers. Back flop the motherfuckers. Great Sasuke would be proud. Hashtag that motherfucker. That motherfucker. Now, Mustafa Ali tries to make us care about retribution by cutting yes. another angry promo through clenched teeth at Ricochet. <laughs> He's just like, they were all pay Ricochet. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And I like Mustafa Ali, but I'm like, dude, no. Like, I'm sorry. 
he's trying his hardest, but you know they, they as we say in Britain, flogging a dead horse. Oh, he's just—I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. He's just like, oh, Mustafa, and I'm like, I like you, man. But they've buried you guys so fast, and so they buried you softly. One time, two times is what they did. They fujied these motherfuckers. There was nothing there. soft about it. They're not. They're not. Fucking, it's just like he's sitting there gritting his teeth, and here comes freaking Mia Yim with reckoning, and I'm like, Mia, I love you, Mia, but I don't care about you, Mia. Um, well, Go Dana, back to NXT, Mia. She wasn't even at ringside for the match between uh, Slapjack and Ricochet. Slapjack gets the win. Yeah, what is it like a second win Retribution's ever had? Yes, he um, does. So because Mia Yim isn't out there, Dana Brooke comes looking for her and slaps Ricochet. Slaps? No, she slaps Mustafa Ali. Nah, Ali Yan, sorry, not Ricochet. And um, Ricochet takes this like backdrop driver from Shane Taylor. Not Shane. Oh, Shane Taylor. I'm sorry. Shane you know, you know what? Use the real name because I'm not calling Mia Yim wrecking him. Fuck that. The, the same way I'm not calling the child or baby Yoda Grogu. Travis <laughs> yes. is going to love that one. Shay Thorne, not friggin' Slapjack, Slapnuts, gets the win. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. And then friggin', I'm like, I was even shocked. I'm like, oh my god, he won. I mean, it's a decent finisher, too. It is. It's a very nice finisher. And Shane Thorne is talented. Like, we almost forget, like, him and. Nick Miller were great against the Authors of Pain and the yeah. freaking Dusty Rhodes. And it's just, oh, just the slapjack. Just, I know. That, what I happened I to can Nick Miller? He got released. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, Ricochet taking the L. You know what that means, right? No more finger popping in the ass. No comment. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, that friggin' is one of the most... All right, Casey Catanzaro, from a relationship standpoint, when you know a guy does that with his bum bum, I mean, that's just taking it to the extreme right there. You know, when Tom Green had the bum song, my bum is on the cat, my bum is on the dog, all he got to do is flip the script on Ricochet, my fingers and my bum. Yeah, but hey, she seems okay with it. She does. Sometimes she got a finger pop, man. Finger popping. Ain't no stopping. Finger mm-hmm. popping. Put it on a t-shirt. Ain't no stopping. Finger popping. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the uh, the the end of it either because we've all seen how athletic and flexible she is. Oh, hey now. Okay. When Shelton Benjamin came out with Ain't No Stopping Me, now Ain't No Stopping Finger Popping. Not the same flow, but something, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> now on Ms. TV, Ms. Morrison uh, tried to stir the pot with Seamus, as they do. And again, I just find Joe Morrison nauseating. Hey man, he cracks me up though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie because he's just—he's like that lovable goof sidekick, and it's one of those things where I'm just gonna say it right now. He—he's funny. I'm not gonna lie. I know you think he's nauseating, but that's the point. And I also look at it from a stance of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are—you know—they're doing the thing. You're, you obviously you think he's gonna turn on him, but he doesn't. And it's just Elite is finally cashing in on him, I'm going to say, at TLC, because it'll be the 11, no, I'm sorry, the, uh, no, the 10-year anniversary, excuse yeah. me, the 10-year anniversary of, you know, the miscashing and, like, when General Randy Orton, but he'll do it on Drew McIntyre. 
Yeah, and uh, we also need a cameo from Angry Miz Girl. That we do. That we do. Didn't but she no, I'm... Slammy? Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> Remember, she was out there, and then she looked angry at the Miz? Yes. Yeah, he interrupted her acceptance speech. Yep. So, I mean, <laughs> it all comes full circle ten years later. Yeah. Uh, obviously, of Seamus throws punches and gets beat down by Miz with his briefcase, and then isn't really happy backstage with Drew because he didn't come and help him. And Drew's like, hey, you're a big guy. You can handle yourself. I knew that. You're a big guy, Seamus. You can handle yourself. Why do you need my help? <laughs> Drew actually found it pretty funny that he got beat up. Ah, <laughs> uh, Seamus, you go out there, lad, and you get beat up. <laughs> okay, here come the uh, combined tag team names. Rematch between Nina and Laska. <laughs> All right. So I'm happy that they won it. <laughs> Freaking Oscar does the Shining Wizard, and then Lana just falls to the cover. It made me laugh. And I'll be honest with you, I want to see them win the tag titles. Just so I can see them dance, and it's funny, just because it is. I'm starting to smile, and I just want to laugh some more. Give them the freaking knock- the knockouts. Give them the women's tag team titles. It's great. We'll get to the knockouts tag titles. But give them the raw women's tag titles. Yeah, you know what I thought it was going to be for the Royal Tag Team titles because they beat them last week and like, normally that earns you a title shot. Yeah, but not in this case. Well, they've beat them twice now, so they've got to get one. Twice. Twice. Give them the title shot, have them win it so Shayna can just choke out Nia Jax. Got to be TLC. And Lana yep. puts Na- uh, Nia through a table. Yep, TLC. I'm not. Yeah, it is. And I'm not talking about Michael Jackson, PYT. I'm talking about TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs, and I'll hit you right there. Oh, yeah. Pretty young thing. Do nothing to me. Say na 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 na. Say na na na, Dazzy. Na na na. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for Shane, though, because obviously she's the one that's taken the pin twice now. Twice. Twice. Oh, man. Poor Shane. You know what it is, too? And I like Shane, because people sometimes will shit on Shayna Baszler. And here's what also pissed me off. A lot of because a lot of the girls do the high octane aerial assaults and there's every you know different type of wrestling with the raw women's division in general. Yeah. She's just straight like classic with it, like you know just I'm gonna do a hold, I'm gonna beat you, I'll let be very snug with you. A lot of people hate on that, and I'm like, why? You know what I'm saying? That's straight up wrestling for you. Well, she's you know a what I'm saying? Fighter. She is, but people get bored by that, and I'm like, you motherfuckers, like enjoy it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everything has to be spot, spot, spot. Go ahead. These people would have hated wrestling in the seventies. Oh, they would have. Bruno San Martino on top all the damn time. They would have hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Bastards. Um, okay. Now, speaking of tag teams, Xavier and Kofi uh, talk about their feud with the Hurt Business. And then a surprise that the Hurt Business come out. I don't okay. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Xavier made a very good point, though. Uh, as the Hurt Business comes out, Xavier asks, where the other tag teams are? Well, I can answer that for you, Xavier. You and the street profits have already beat them all. Yeah. This is hence why I say I don't care. Because they should have won the tag titles, but they didn't. And now we're just going on and on to the break of dawn with this. Hopefully they win the tag titles at TLC. Yeah. It was a strange ending to the match, though. Cedric gets the win back over Xavier, and then he just leaves the ring to celebrate. And MVP and Shelton are just like, what the fuck? Lombard <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> He just leaves them in the ring, and they're, they're so confused. Well, I'm so confused. I, I just, I, I, I hate it. I, I hate it, Daz. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Yeah, well, now backstage, 
uh, Matt Riddle has okay. a rabbit named Skipper and a, <laughs> and a, and a turtle named Hoppy. Uh, much to the amusement of Omos, as Riddle calls AJ Skipper again. <laughs> His rabbit's named Skipper. How do you know this? Okay. okay. Dave Meltzer, grow the fuck up. It's funny, okay? That's the point. He's like friggin' Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to be like, oh, this is stupid. Motherfucker, you're a 60-year-old grown man who friggin' gets his jollies over Japanese wrestling. Shut the fuck up, Dave. It's funny. Wait, Have some comedy and wrestling again. Dave's complaining about Matt Riddle being, like, full of crazy ideas and happy-go-lucky all the time? Yeah. He knows he's a stoner, oh, right? I don't know, but yeah, Meltzer is also a fucking idiot. And I'm sorry Moses is going to hear that. He's going to be like, don't you talk about Meltzer. I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. It's just him and that friggin' Brian Alvarez, and I know, Moses, you love Brian Alvarez. But Brian Alvarez, when you look at Brian Alvarez, he is not known for his independent wrestling career. He's known for being up Dave Meltzer's ass, okay? Let's call a spade a fucking spade here. He's a fucking short little son of a bitch that never made it to the big leagues, trained by an enhancement talent and Buddy Wayne, which God rest his soul, because Buddy Wayne was a very good wrestler. But he ain't nothing. He ain't nothing. I'm going to put the 50 step on him. Nothing. Asshole, full of shit. Asshole. But yeah, no, it's just Dave Meltzer doesn't get the stoner thing and every all that reference and shit. So that's why he doesn't like it. And then he's like comparing it to Art Truth. I'm like, okay, they're both funny in their own respective ways. And Art Truth is a veteran. When Matt Riddle goes aw, it's the hilarious, it's the most hilarious uh-huh. thing ever. Aw, <laughs> just like it cracked me up because he's got that face and it just—it's funny. Okay, all right, just leave it. Let it. Let it be funny. We can be funny. <laughs> It's funny. Have a laugh, Dave. Do something, man, and have a laugh. I mean, you you can imagine Matt Riddle's reaction when he found out Dave Meltzer doesn't like him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but we get to the second buzzword of the night that gets shoved down our throat, which is a sudden death triple threat. Did you know that this is a sudden death triple threat match with the eliminations and sudden death triple threat sudden death? That, yeah, that's the thing. What, what, what's the difference? A regular I... triple threat match is sudden death. The only time it's elimination is when it's not a triple threat match and it's a three-way dance or a triangle match. There's a three-way dance, triangular matches, sudden death matches. Did you know it's a sudden death match? Does that mean one fall to a finish? Maybe. So just like every other triple threat match then. Yeah, every other triple threat match, but it's a sudden death match. We're going to go sudden death. Did you know sudden death? Fucking ridiculous. No, <laughs> but we got to say it over and over again. Vince and his fucking buzzwords. You know what's coming next? I climb the what? ladder to win a ladder match. Climb the ladder to win the ladder match? Ladder match? Yep, that's the one. Unlike every other ladder match. Every other ladder match where you gotta climb the ladder to win the ladder match? <laughs> it's fucking subliminal advertising. You know what it is? It's like Dr. Hypnado on the famous Jet Jackson. Mr. Plush, you know, plush Mr. Well, plush Mr. Puddin, you know what I'm saying? He's got the subliminal message of obey me every friggin' episode and every friggin' commercial. <laughs> plush it's, Mr. Puddin has it's like John Cena's old T-shirts. Look, this one's purple. Yeah, but that one's purple. Yeah, but this one's purple. Did you know this one's purple with some yellow, and then we got some green and some blue, and then we got this. It's every color of the rainbow. Reading rainbow. No. The Fruity Pebbles era. Yes. The F-E-E, the Fruity Pebbles era. Now, at first, I was pretty confused as to why this wasn't the main event, but we found out why at the end of the show. Um, so AJ hits Matt Riddle with the phenomenal forearm for the win. 
even though we had plenty of time to move out the way. That is true, because he was standing there for a while. Yeah, he, he, he was standing there long enough to say, ah. Ah, here comes the phenomenal forearm. Ah, I'm just going to stand here. Oh, look at H.A. Fly. Boom. <laughs> Get ready to fly. Classic. Uh, and Moses is now joining us. He's lucky, actually. He timed it very well because we've just been bad-mouthing Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. See? What do they oh. say now? Oh, he's like Matt Riddle. Oh. Oh. They don't like Matt Riddle. I don't like him. Oh, that's that's oh, that, that better not be true. I have to. I still have yet to listen to that episode, by the way. Which I mean, first off, if that's true, then Dave Meltzer is like he's gonna start making me mad because you're being a pancake. Because one minute you fucking absolutely loved this dude. And now because Vince is booking him like shit because Vince doesn't know how to book anybody, you're going to, you don't, I still fucking love Matt Riddle. I don't give a shit they book him like crap. I mean, I love the segment in the back when he was all talking about, he's like, he wants to start a, his own lawn business. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what people hate about doing their own lawn? The weeds. I'm like, you know what? Brilliant. Fucking right. It's funny. It's weedless. I was cracking a dad as Nazi. I messaged you. He said, I'm like, he said weedless. He said weedless. I, I, I doubt he never goes weedless. Yeah. I, highly, highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. Uh, highly doubtful. You know what he's like? He's like <clears throat> Brother Jones, Dave Chappelle, an undercover brother. I borrow <laughs> money from a weed. There you go. Yeah, so now after the triple threat match, this is where we get to the R. Uh, um, because MVP pretty much gives him tough love and says, I don't like you. I'm not your bro. Uh, uh, and then MVP <clears throat> just jumps him. Okay. I cannot wait. Lashley yeah, Johnson. I cannot wait for Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle for the U.S. title. I'm okay with that because it's going to be good. I'm down. Could could be the uh, first main roster title for Matt Riddle. I reckon. Yeah, we don't say reckoning. I I uh, yim. I yim. <laughs> and, <There you> <laughs> and that's a smooth segue into the next match. As, oh. you know what, Dana gets a pretty easy win against Mia Yim. We've decided we're not calling her Reckoning. Um, just... This poor <clears throat> fucking girl. She also lost a mask, like, pretty much just as the match started. And there's rumors that she's getting heat for it. Why, I don't know, because we can already see most of her face anyway. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I can control this. <clears throat> Let me get, you know, what the fuck? You motherfuckers made the mask. What the hell? <laughs> If anything, it's oh, costume department's fault. problem. Yeah, well, fucking yell them, man. Shit. Okay. So here's why it pissed me off. Because she's in control, and then friggin' Mustafa Ali, and then, you know what it is? She goes for the kick, and then she just gets the schoolgirl. I'm like, you couldn't just have her get the win and be dominant like you were friggin' slap nuts. I mean, slap Jack, friggin' Shane Thorne over there. But oh, no, you have to have... You're welcome. So we just... So we just ever lose. And I'm like, great. And then she gets friggin' yelled at by Mustafa Ali. We don't lose with his grit teeth. We're retribution. We don't lose. And I'm like, I fucking hate you. Shut up. And I'm just like, put this girl back on. That was hilarious. See what Mercedes Martinez. Just put her back on NXT. When he was saying, like, we don't lose, I'm like, you guys have been losing all the time. <laughs> There's no yep. failure in retribution. Have you seen this angle? There's no failure retribution. <laughs> the whole thing's been a failure. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Poor Ali. 
But he's Bruno, really I, just, I have to go back to the to the Matt and MVP thing. Are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that MVP yeah. doesn't get down and he doesn't want no part of the, the Matt, you know, the Matt Bur- the Matt Riddle fucking weed business? Are you trying to tell me that? Because I don't believe it. <laughs> MVP probably hangs out with Godfather. You know, Godfather's in the oh, game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Val Venus does it le- uh, like legitimately. Yeah. Okay, that's one thing I hate about Instagram. You know why? Because every friggin' live at like late ass o'clock, it's friggin' Val Venus on there talking about his weed. Oh man. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but that's hilarious. It's what he does. The friggin' whatever it is, the captain's quarter or whatever the hell he does that his name of his weed. It's just Val Venus getting fucking oh, high. Oh, yep. I know what you're talking about now. It's Val Venus getting high at like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay. I seen the video like once. And then like, yeah, I would get the notifications that it's live. And I'm like, why do I get these? Because it's Val Venus going high at two o'clock in the morning. That's great. So I, I muted those. You think you'd be better at 420 in the morning. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, but but you know, spooky shit happens at 4 a.m. Yes. The freaks uh, Raw comes to an end at 4 a.m. for me. Hey, all right. That's <laughs> the start of the freaky shit. Well, that's the thing, too, because his live videos is either him getting high or him talking about politics. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. I saw, actually, speaking of Alvinus, I saw a pretty funny tweet this week. Uh, that somebody in the Attitude Era completely missed a golden opportunity to make a t-shirt for Valvinus that said, I work stiff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very true. Because God, that, that would have... You know how many of those would have sold? Especially exactly. in the 90s? Because, children, Valvinus' old gimmick was basically a porn star. Well, okay. Not basically, what... he was. Yeah, he was a porn yeah. star. <laughs> well, they had freaking John Wayne Bobbitt on the damn show, you know what I'm saying? Because of the choppy choppy pee-pee thing. I was just going to bring that up. Yes, and also the fact that John Wayne Bobbitt had like nine hours to get his penis back on, and then he did porn to make sure it was still working, you know? Yeah, the 90s were wild. <laughs> now you're telling me, we thought 2020 was crazy. Yes. Oh, boy. And yeah, this all happened. This was all just one year. It was like 98. Can you believe right. the police? Call? Imagine the police call. You know what I'm saying? The fact that, you know, my wife chopped off my penis, and then they're looking With through a the field. We found the penis. We found the penis. <laughs> that one cut live. Yang. <laughs> well, we also broadcasted on live TV. Yes. <laughs> that shit captivated the world for like yes. months. Well, the the court case, man, she's sitting at the stand. There's more to life than a penis. And I'm like, woman. <laughs> Clearly, you've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good one, at least. <laughs> Oh, boy. Now, uh, Keith Lee confronts Seamus backstage and tells him his concerns that he's going to turn on Drew. And, you know, Seamus kind of takes it on the chin. He's like, i got to go and turn on my partner. Uh, Seamus Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, main event was weird because Charlie interviews Drew for reasons before the tag match. Just so random. Um, the ring crew forgot to take Drew's title off him. I don't know if you noticed. So the, the bell rings, and he's still on the apron holding the belt like, the fuck do I do with this? I'll put it with my <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> uh, At least he's trying to be respectful. He's not just trying to huck it down on the ground or whatever. He's well, just, uh, he wants to hand it to somebody. So, all right, where's the fucking geek? Yeah. He's like looking at the dude. What are you doing? Get the fuck over here. But it was so noticeable as well because he's on the hard cam side. 
and that's why he couldn't gesture to the to the geek getting a drink of water. I mean, he could have just gone a full recon and go, Jeff! God damn it, Jeff! Come and take the belt! <laughs> then, oh. That would have been great. <laughs> Boy, ring boy, get your ass over here and take the belt off me. <laughs> like, I, like, see, that one I can actually believe. He's like, hey, wait, can you see... I mean, they remember to take away the sword and the freaking kilt. I just sort of like to say. The sword, I understand, but the kilt. Yeah. The the kilt. I was kind of hoping that was just going to be a one time thing. But. That'd be cool. As a youngster in Madison Jesus, as a youngster in Madison Square Garden, just the loudness <laughs> of Rico's voice. <laughs> freaking, God damn it, Jeff. And I'm like, this is great. I mean, it was so audible on camera, but how far back were you, Mike? Oh my god, we were, we were there, but it was so loud. I can't remember how far it was, but I remember hearing it. I'm like, did he just say, "God damn it, Jeff"? I don't know. Well, that was also around the time when Scott Steiner yeah. said, "Give me the fucking mic." I'm like, this is great. Survivor Series of... 02 was great. Oh my god, that was awesome. Just friggin' Molly Whopping Matt Hardy and Chris Nowinski, uh <laughs> before his concussions. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh... I forgot who even won the match. Well, actually, it was DQ, wasn't it? Because AJ hits Drew with a phenomenal forearm to end the match. Uh, and then yeah. orders the Miz to cash in. And just for a split second, you think he's gonna. I mean, you, obviously, you know why AJ thinks he's got a better chance of beating the Miz than he does beating Drew. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, but Drew just gets back up, cleans house, and then we recreate the angry lady with the cat meme with AJ on Omos's shoulders pointing and screaming at Drew McIntyre. And I guess this is why the triple threat match wasn't the main event. So, so he's yelling at him, and it's <laughs> hilarious. And he's like, why don't you come get them to come into this ring? Come on, Agent, come into this ring. <laughs> if he wasn't holding me, you'd be dead. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so they gave the big dude a name, and he can talk? I mean, yes. I'm, I'm cool with a name change for once, because Omos sounds more badass than Jordan. Yes. Plus, I can't pronounce his actual second name. It's like Omega Bain or something. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what that is? That's like Moose's last name. Like Moose Ogenica. Just call him yeah. Moose. I mean, no disrespect. I just can't pronounce it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Before we get into Impact, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to... Subscribe right now and follow and take it to the max every single week. Impact in three, two, one. Um, kind of a confusing beginning to Impact as well because we kick it off with Motor City Machine Guns versus Triple XL, even though Lawrence confessed to shooting Bravo last week. But okay. What the fuck? We're still going to let him go out there and wrestle. I mean, look, fortunately enough, Madison Rain was the first one to. Uh, draw attention to this fact but anyway he shot a man and he gets and to go out there he's like it's all good you want to wrestle <laughs> Larry Dave we, we don't care where you put we, we don't care that you shot him do you want to wrestle I mean Scott DeMore seems to care more about suspending Shamrock for beating up D'Lo Brown <laughs> <laughs> then he's not going to suspend Larry D for shooting somebody okay <laughs> Or attempted murder, I see. <laughs> you can beat the crap. You can't beat um, the crap out of. I can actually kind right. of understand it because Demar wanted to uh, switch the machine off for Bravo last week. 
Well, that's terrible. <laughs> well, we've got good news and bad news. Yeah, that's fine. Turn it off. No, actually, he's pretty good news. He's fine. Oh, shit. Turn it off anyway. <laughs> Man, your husband's just taking a nap. The, ba- the bad news is he's probably not going to be m- very much the same person. Oh, actually, that's not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> um, however, we do get a little bit of continuity after the match as Bravo confronts Larry D. Uh, Dreamer then breaks him up and urges Larry to turn himself in because uh, Tommy Dreamer is apparently a cop, a judge. Uh, what else is he? Oh, my God. He's a cop. He's, he's a everything. judge. He's everything. You know what that a reminded lawyer? me of? And Mo- Moses, you'll appreciate this. That whole thing with Tommy Dreamer being the police and want to do it kind of reminded me of next Friday with my guests. Y'all can't fuck with the police. Y'all can't <laughs> fuck with the police. Ain't that right, Moses? <laughs> Damn right. I love that movie. I love all those movies. Like he won, yes. Yeah, so he warns Bravo off and says, oh, don't make me arrest you, which obviously makes Larry D laugh. He's like, did you say you were going to arrest him? You can't arrest anybody. you got no authority. Actually, yes, I do. Boom. Th- there's no badge there. Ah, crap, I forgot. <laughs> I left it somewhere else. <laughs> um, so Larry responds to being urged to turn himself in by just clucking the shit out of Dreamer. Like, he really swung for him. Oh, that's a badass man right there, Larry yeah. D. I'm not sure if he actually did like full full on hit him, but there was a hell of a sound. Um, Bravo then recreates the cheesy no, uh, but he did Tommy, it much, he actually did it much yeah. better than Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. Oh, like Bravo's was slightly less cheesy. Plus, it's Bravo. Uh, now, as we found out last week, Jazz is Jordan Grace's tag team partner. And surprisingly, Kelly and Renee, or Mrs. Maverick, uh, held their own against the two stronger opponents for a good duration of the match. Now, my, the lovely Miss Renee and Michelle put out a tweet about my poor face because she took the X Factor by Jazz. I'm just going to say this right now. Renee and Michelle looking good! And then you got Killer Kelly going out there. I'm going to say this right now. If they don't sign Renee and Killer Kelly, I'm going to be mad because Killer Kelly is the shiznit, and she was the shiznit, but we didn't get a chance to see it on NXT UK. And Renee Michelle is not a bad wrestler. And I'm just going to say this right now. She only had the one match with Candice LeRae in the Mae Young Classic, and she wrestled on Raw very briefly. But the girl can wrestle. And I thought that they both had a great, you know, showing in this. And of course, Jazz was Jazz, looking all bald headed, looking like something out the Matrix. But that's all right. And I'm like, okay, Jazz and Jordan Grace, moving on. Don't forget the boiler suit. Oh, friggin'! You know what it is? It's it's interesting for me, and it's hard to look at Jazz like that because I still have the bitches back in my head, and just her going all crazy with her husband and Teddy Long back to Mac Playa. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's hard to look at Jazz like this now. Yeah, she seems like a completely different person. Um, I mean, well, but, she in, like, what is it, like a jail cell or whatever? She's like a yeah. corrections officer? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, but absolutely right about Renee Michelle. She's got the perfect attitude for a heel, as Travis will attest to. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't remind him. Don't remind him. I think I just did. Um, okay. Now, Ethan Page challenges Carl Anderson to final resolution, but the funny thing about the whole segment is he's actually cutting a really great promo and screaming into the camera. But behind him, Josh Alexander's like, Jesus. Shaking his head. 
But when you got a guy like Ethan Page who doesn't shut the fuck up, you would definitely shake your head like, oh, here we go again. He's getting himself into another predicament. Here we go. Uh, and Yeah, I mean, Ethan also bragging that he's the one that injured uh, Gallows. I thought it was funny. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, like I said, it was a great promo, but I just couldn't help <laughs> looking at Josh Alexander shaking his head. <laughs> that is a walking weapon right there, man. That is oh, a yeah. walking weapon. Um, hopefully you'll be okay if the rumors are true that Ethan Page is leaving soon. Whew. Well, with his... Well, we mentioned the word chutzpah before. With, yes. <laughs> with, his, with his overall cockiness and his swag on 100,000 megawatts, I think he'd do well in uh, like a ROH or he'd do well in AEW. I think he'd be fine. Hmm. Hell, have him go to Japan. He's done some Japan work before. He'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, now, once again, EY and Mickey Rock interrupt a match. Mickey Rock! <laughs> what in the world? A.K.A. Joe Doring. Yes, he looks like Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania 25. The guy that's Eric Young, Joe Doring. He's from All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I didn't know either. I didn't know who he was either. <laughs> but no, apparently nobody he, seems it, to know who he was, but Impact like, oh my god, it's Joe Doring. <laughs> like, if he, I think he did some early TNA stuff, and I'm like, like I'm supposed to fucking remember <laughs> the Gobbert? I barely remember Shamrock winning the title. Yeah. I remember Hernandez. I don't even remember Hernandez in the red suit, that jumpsuit whole shit that they did, where the red suit and the black suit and all that before he was in LAX. Apparently he was a tag champ around 2003. And I'm like, I don't fucking remember that. I just know Hernandez for being in LAX. Yeah, I also remember the cage dances. Oh, Lollipop, Lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 Lollipop, <laughs> who was actually a wrestler. She was one of the, yeah, simply, no. I think Simply Luscious was there around that time, and Trinity, who I love to death, my goodness gracious, Trinity of that hey, moonsault. Trinity. Trinity, yes. But no, Lollipop was the name of the cage dancer, and you know who thought that was a good idea? Dusty. Bro, we're gonna get, the, bro, we're gonna get these cage dances. Oh, of course, Russo. Gotta call them Lollipop, bro. TNA, total non-selection of tits and ass, ain't that funny, bro? Of course it was Russo's idea. You know he loves poles. Oh, the poles. But yes. So poor Cody Diener and Swinger get their asses kicked. And Diener then wants a match with EY next week. Next week. Next week. But you know what I liked about it too? Because that's actually legit. Because you got Cody Diener who was from Canada. And they encompassed the fact that, you know, him and Eric went up and down the road. And then here we go. We got ourselves a match. And Cody Diener is not this funny guy. He's like, you know what? I got to prove myself to Eric Young. And I enjoyed it because he went out of the comedy aspect. And also the fact that I get to hear say, Eric Young, the world is now ours. The world is now ours. And then Cody's like, next week, I want to fight Eric Young. I like the roles are reversed. Next week, I got to show myself, cousin. I got to show him who I am. And I'm like, okay, the roles are reversed. Um, we had the kind of surreal segment between uh, Deanna and... Kimberly and Sue Young, James Mitchell. Deanna calls out Sue Young. James Mitchell brings out the undead bridesmaids. Um, and as Kimber and Deanna jump in, Deanna then chokes Sue on her own poison mist. And the bridesmaids carry her out. You know what that reminded me of? I... Thriller? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <not> thriller. <laughs> 
Son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, 2015, when Wait, Taker no, and Kane under the stairs. Well, no. Well, Taker and Kane, when they were feuding <laughs> with the Wyatt family, and the Wyatt family, he Frey Wyatt kind of coerced the Druids to attack Taker and Kane, so he had the bridesmaids carry her out. You know. Oh, yeah, it still wasn't as creepy as when Bray got the kid to sing at John Cena. He's got mm-hmm. the whole wide world in his hands. Yep. Jeez, that was some omen shit. It was. Uh, so we may possibly have seen the last of Sue Young for a while again. 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 Well, you know what it reminds me of, too? What's interesting is if Kylie Ray, and I hope she's well, if Kylie Ray would have not ha- what happened with Kylie Ray wouldn't have happened with Kylie right this would be all her right now because they were gonna have her win the title yeah it's crazy that they came up with this angle so quickly because we don't know what would have happened in the Kylie Ray angle yeah because they've been teasing Susie and Sue Young anyway that they have and I mean if we get Susie back that's cool but I'm interested and also I like Father James Mitchell because he could cut a promo and he could be creepy and also those goddamn eyebrows Yes, and also he doesn't know much about virgins. Yeah. That's, that's even creepier. Absolutely, yes. Uh, okay, following last week's antics, Crazy Steve gets an X-Division title shot against Rohit Raju. Um, however, Rohit grabs the ropes to retain <laughs> them backstage. Steve then tells TJP he didn't know they hired blind referees as well. <laughs> Okay, so I have to comment on this because I'm a pop culture dude, as we all know. Yo, Brian Myers comes out, and TJP called him a not-so-Roger Klotz, and I about died. If I'm lying, I'm dying, because it reminded me of Doug, Doug Funny, man. He pretty much compared Brian Myers to Roger Klotz, and I about lost my shit because it was so funny. It's crazy. You know who that is, but you don't know who Joe Doran is. Well, first and foremost, it's a comic <laughs> show on... All right, hold the fuck oh, yeah, up. Because we all know who fucking that... Whatever the fuck Give is. Give me a favor. Shush. And number two... <laughs> <laughs> Doug on Nickelodeon was way better than when they put Doug on the Disney Channel. You know what they did? They fucked it up as a kid. Because, man, I used to turn on Nickelodeon, then bada-bing, bada-boom, here's Doug. And then friggin' Saturday morning, they put it on friggin' Disney Channel when he's like a teenager. And then we got Doug's first movie coming out around 98, 99. And they just fucked up the whole trajectory of the Doug character and the overall Doug series because they moved it to a different channel. And it absolutely fucking sucked. Suckity suck, suck, suck. And just, yeah. Hold on. How did we get to Doug? Because he said not to Roger Klotz, and Roger Klotz was the bully on Doug. He compared Brian Myers to okay. Doug. Roger Klotz. Yeah, I didn't know the bully's name. Ugh. You uncultured swine. <laughs> it's like Mike can Mike can find uh, Mike can find pop culture in anything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so also backstage, Falabar confronts Kiara and Tasha for stealing his money last week. They're, they're also surprised to find out that he can work the internet. And the fact that he said Gucci. We Gucci. Yeah. Gucci. How did you know we took it? I, I looked on the internet. He can work the internet? I think work the... <laughs> uh, so Tasha clearly hides it behind her back. And they Hold promise on. to give it him back next week. Hold on. You missed the other pop culture. Looking like something out of video killed the radio star. I love Tasha Steele. I was getting to that because then Johnny Swinger hits on the two of them. And Tasha's just like, what in the video killed the radio star is this? 
Okay, Mr. Not So Uncultured Swine. I take that back now, didn't you? <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah, so I I need to hear more references like that from Tasha Steeles because that was brilliant. Oh, she's great, man. And that's I, the I other thing. Died when she said that. <laughs> they worked so well together. I, you know what it is too. Kiera Hogan is just she goes from just being the baby face, and then when she gets to the heel and being the girl on fire, you know what I'm saying, and being bootylicious for Travis. It's one of those things where I just look at it from a stance like. She's good, she's great, and she's got that character. And then you bring in Tasha Steele, you know, the boat equal badass, man, and it just works. And it's yep. good! You know what was great is Tasha was, just kind of came out of nowhere. She was relatively unknown on her Impact debut, and then I think it was the same night she paired up with uh, Kiara, and she, they instantly just became recognizable tag team. Yeah, that's the thing, man, because you pair in this big-time thing, and then she's, like, doing matches with, like, Kelly Klein for the Ring of Honor title. She's doing NWA appearance, but god dang, man, you put her in a solid spot, and then you have her and Kiara pretty much molly whopping fools, dare I say, mean mugging, shoulder-shrugging, and just doing what they do. I'm not talking about no country grammar, but it's like, hot damn, man, going down, down, baby, yo street in a Range Rover street sweep a baby, cock ready to let it go, because that's some hot shit with Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I also find kind of gave Mike way too much coffee this morning. <laughs> I'd rather he had the coffee than Montez Ford. Let's put it that way. Yes, that's not true. Montez is hilarious. Oh, you're gonna love the start of this show. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Baby, I'm uh, ready, ready. Gotta one more time. It's also it's also great that they they kind of let in Kiara and Sasha just be themselves. I think yes. that's what themselves are like anyway. Maybe I should ask Travis about that one too. First and foremost, they're ghetto fabulous vibes, man. Brandy Rhodes knows about ghetto fabulous vibes. You have oh, you have her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no mention of that this week, but we'll get to that again. Um, main event in Impact ended in pretty much chaos as uh, Willie Mack defeats Chris Bay, but Moose is. Just instantly there with a spear to Willie Mack. Rich Swan then makes a save, chases off Moose, only to get dropped by Chris Bay, who then stands tall, holding the TN, the not the TNA, the Impact World Title. All he need really needs is one shot. Here's the thing, too: he's going into this World Title bout, and he takes the L. Mm. But it, it, it's nice to dream. Uh, I'm looking forward to the match with Chris Bay. You know, he's dripping in finesse. It don't make no sense. Bruno Mars style. But when it comes to Chris Bay, man, yo, he can work. He's good. He's got the talent. You know what I'm saying? Dare I say he's got the high-octane aerial assault. I'm going to do some springboarding, and he's going to be flying, flying like an eagle. But it's one of those things where I look at Chris Bay, and I'm like, God dang, man, it's going to be good. But he ain't winning the title because we know where we're going with the title. And that's hard to kill Rich Swan at Riggin' Moose. What about the moose? Swan! So, yeah. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan! Yep. There you go. Uh, well, when we get into AEW, we'll obviously discuss Impact a little bit more. Uh, but before we do get into Wednesday night, I, I uh, also watched NWA's debut of Shockwave this week. If anybody wants to give it a shot, it's available free every Tuesday on YouTube. Pretty early on a Tuesday, too. Uh, any how of you guys it? catch it? No, how was it? It's good because it's, it's only... Uh, I think it was 33 minutes. So there was three matches. And it's obviously NWA is old school. So it's just, you know, interviews and then a match. Um, 
I, I'm interested to see what happens next after the main event. So Eli Drake beats Jordan Cruz, clean as a whistle. Cruz never stood a chance. Uh, second match lasted a little bit longer. Uh, the same could have been said for Heather Monroe against the super shredded Camille. Uh, like, literally, she's shredded as a motherfucker. Shredded as a motherfucker. And it's one of those things where I look at Camille and it's like, hot diggity damn. You know what I'm saying? Bram. Hot diggity damn, Bram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did, they did mention uh, Tom Latimer, actually. <laughs> um, but it was Holston Body, uh, who is Heaven Monroe's, well, I wouldn't say valet, but he's a big guy, manager. Uh, <laughs> um, pushing Camille and Camille pushing Heaven Monroe into Camille which you know wouldn't that be a DQ because he's getting involved physically but anyway uh, Heather found an opening by smashing Camille's arm into the ring post and despite the comeback Camille just plants her with a spear to win but the main event is where it got really interesting because it was Mike Bennett versus Nick Aldis for the NWA title and like it gets off to a rocky start as the ref is quickly bumped and Aldis just tombstones Bennett on the ramp. Um, and they eventually get into the ring and then uh, Maria is confronted by Camille. Not a good combination. <laughs> she kind of chases around the ring at one point. And then Bennett finally passes out to the Cloverleaf. Doesn't tap out, he passes out. So this feud is obviously going to continue. So, oh. Yeah, I mean, that that was it. It was literally half an hour of just straight-up wrestling. All right. And like I say, it's available pretty early on a Tuesday. I think it's, like, probably midnight. Because uh, I found it, like, mid-afternoon. You know what's interesting about that, man? As a young man growing up on the Northeast with the Indies, Billy Firehawk, God rest his soul, he was a promoter in New Jersey, particularly Wayne, New Jersey, is where they, where they held these events, right? So there was actually an event called NWA Cyberspace Shockwave which I thought was cool because that was the name of his promotion, NWA Cyberspace. You saw people like America's Most Wanted wrestled there. I'm talking about Julio Dinero. I'm talking about people like Kit James. I'm talking about people like Abyss. I'm talking about people like Wagner Brown and April Hunter. So, I mean, yeah, man, that's what it reminds me of. Take me back to my shockwave days. I'm talking about 2005. I'm talking about a teenage about to get into seventh grade, 13-year-old Mike Larkin, man. NWA Cyberspace Shockwave. And now we got NWA Shockwave about 15 years later. Oh, my goodness. But that's cool, man. I got to check that out. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even sure if I was going to watch it, but uh, I didn't even know it was only 33 minutes until I switched it on. Well, um, see, now you learn something new every day, Dazzy, dangerously. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's curiosity. And it didn't kill the cat. You got the curiosity factor, man. Yeah, and like I said, it's very easy to find. It's on YouTube. Free. Oh, for people. So there's no excuses. Like with Impact, oh, oh, we don't get access. I digress. Well, you said the key word, man. Free. 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 Free 99, as they say. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, Mr. Marquez. Free 99. Okay, almost time to discuss last night's epic events. But Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But, yo, before we even get to that, you know what I got to say? What? Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Dude. Yeah, rest in peace to the Pat Pattersons. Yes, they, as you heard, of course, there is a uh, salute at the beginning of this episode. Man, 
Uh, I, I, yeah, I also meant to say, Christ. Well, actually, I was going to say NXT kind of punched me right in the gut with that tribute with Frank Sinatra's. Jeez. Well, you know why they did that, right? Well, yeah, because he loved Frank Sinatra and he sang Frank Sinatra. On Legends House, man, that was, I'll be yes, honest with you, I had a tear when I first saw that because I was just like, oh, Pat. I mean, here's the thing. We knew he was, you know, gay, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. But, yo, him just coming out like that and opening up to everybody, that was an inspirational and emotional moment, man. Yeah. All tied in together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, after next week, things get a little bit hectic for us, so let's try to clear up the schedule. Next week is our 300th episode. The week after that, we'll be recording three episodes in a week. The regular December 17th episode, and then later in the week, we'll be recording our Christmas Eve episode, which this year will be all about the dead man. We realized last week 30 years is too much to just give a quick mention to, so since we need to pre-record our Christmas episode anyway, we thought what better opportunity to dedicate an episode to The Undertaker. We'll also be recording our special Maxis Awards on the same day, uh, which will then be uploaded on December 27th, which is a Sunday. So make sure you've got your votes in because they close on December 19th. Uh, go to maxrustinguk.weebly.com slash maxis2020 to cast your votes. And of course, normal service resumes on New Year's Eve, where the winner of the promo title bout at the Maxis will be announced. So hopefully that cleared a little thing cleared things up so we record a regular episode on december 17th and then later on in the week i think it's on the weekend we'll be recording our christmas eve episode and the maxis and mr moses marquez mr promo champ you either get to go against someone you've never faced in promo competition that being the phoenix or you get more bouts with chris maldonado in the rubber match or a rematch with teddy beef king of the mic either way neither of them have challenged the promo champion before that is correct such fresh. <laughs> Max Wrestling Podcast is about all wrestling. WWE, Impact, and AEW. And we got promos. I love to entertain all of you. I've said it time after time again that I am the most passionate person when it comes to these promos. I am the one that makes your blood boil. We got trivia. Who portrayed the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam 1994? That'd be uh, Brian Lee. Mark Capani is the real name of what former WWE superstar? I believe that's Muhammad Hassan. So join us every Thursday on the Mac Wrestling Podcast and take it to the max. Go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. And don't forget to subscribe on youtube.com slash maxwrestling. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the Max.
it is Thursday and not a normal one because uh, this is why I love talking AEW and NXT because when thing, when big things happen, it's literally like just over 12 hours fresh for us. Uh, so let's talk NXT first because a lot of big things happened on AEW. Uh, like we mentioned, it opened up with the Pat Patterson tribute, which... Poof. Uh, but then the first match was Priest and Ruff getting a win over Legado del Fantasma, with Ruff getting the pin. He's had a great week. Well, he's had a great month. And he got engaged. That's what I mean. He's North American champion. He got engaged to the smoking hot ref. Okay, the smoking hot ref who loves pizza. Can you who really go wrong? Pizza? Yeah. Exactly. I don't trust people who don't like pizza. Exactly. That's like with the Krusty Krab pizza. I just want to start singing, man. Krusty Krab, yeah, yeah. But God dang, man. Aja Pereira, we got Leon Ruff. It's a whole lot of, man. God bless him. Um, second match, Cameron Grimes defeats August Gray, and there was a great uh, bait and switch in this match, as uh, he uses a strap to attack Gray by attaching it to him and then beating him up with it, then just to send a message to Dexter Loomis, but as Gray disappears, Grimes pulls the strap, only to find Loomis on the other end of it. (laughs) Great bait and switch. Loved it. Creepy bastard. <laughs> uh, actually, let's get through NST quickly because I also just remembered we got to predict War Games. War Games. War Games. Uh, Jake Atlas gets a win over Tony Nice. Atlas claims it's just the beginning as he sets his sights on Escobar's Cruiserweight Championship. I mean, we were saying, I think it was last week or the week before, the poor Jake Atlas just keeps getting his ass kicked. Now he's finally got a win. About time. Yeah. Um, I kind of got a little bit nervous for a second in the next segment because Pat Pat McAvee, uh shows respect to Pat Patterson. I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. And then he very quickly moves on to disrespecting Undisputed Era. I thought he was going to yeah, pull a right. horrible heel move. But luckily, he shows some class. He says, oh, we got to talk about the respect that I have for Pat Patterson. But the people that I don't respect is the Undisputed Era. I fucking love this man. Yes, executed Talking about very how, well. How their fucking night out is a, uh, what do they call it? He's all hanging out in a in a Paisan pizza eatery with box wine. Loved it. Paisan <laughs> uh, with the two Utes. The two Utes. Uh, with the two Utes. Uh, Imperium then replaced the Walmart Young Bucks against Grizzly Young what? Veterans. But... I was like, I first off, I'm not going to lie, so I was watching... I watched NXT right after AEW. Yeah. And I'm like, doing whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm so sick of this shit. I need to get something to drink. And I get up and I'm like, where the hell did Imperium come from? <laughs> I legitimately saw no attack and they were just standing there. And, and I'm like, that did, is this like NXT UK or something? <laughs> like, what did happen? Wait, did they evolve? Like, hey, all right. Well, at least they got better. Yes. Um, however, Everise end the match by attacking both teams and then realizing their mistake when both teams get very angry. Dumb shits. Run away. Uh, Champa then interrupts Thatcher's patch can to pick a fight, which he did and lost, but the match is now officially booked for War Games. Yeah, don't go into a dojo, bro, and pick on the fucking guy that's running <laughs> it because this dude's going to kick your ass, too. Yeah, it didn't work very well in the Karate Kid. 
Watch movies, damn it. If you if you did, you'd understand. Fight on neutral ground. Where? Tournament. There you go. You know what I got to say to them about that, man? Here's what cracked me up about that. Jackie Chan, I'm talking about Jaden Smith, man. He told him to walk and roll. And I laughed my ass off at that when he said that. You know why? Because in the South Shore Mall, I'm talking about Bayshore. I'm talking about Long Island, New York, 10 minutes from where I used to live, right? Yo, one of the Chinese spots in the food court, man, walk and roll. And I'm like, goddamn right. Yeah. Now, NXT main event, I had to rewatch this morning because it was impossible to keep an eye on both main events at the same time with NXT and Dynamite. Um, and obviously, if you saw it, a lot of big things happened on Dynamite last night. But in the latter match between Shotzi and Raquel, these girls beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of bumps on the outside, and then all hell breaks loose as both uh, War Games teams get involved. And it's no surprise uh, to anybody that Io Shirai evens the odds and then takes out everyone with a dive, allowing Shotzi to grab the briefcase. So advantage Dude, this team face team better fucking win like i i kid you not like this if this if this face team doesn't win dude like that's it's gonna take some fuckery to beat them yeah serious well i don't know well it's nxt though i i gotta i gotta stop giving it the wwe label <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's get these predictions off to a start uh, let's go with the latest match to be added to the card first which is Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa kind of a tough one to call but I think I'm going to go Ciampa give me some Thatcher it's so tough Thatcher needs a big win Ciampa doesn't matter if he loses yeah he's lost before it's just like Champa's not really doing anything right now. Yeah, I mean, I could see him using that uh, Thatcher as like a good match stepping stone. Mike, what do you say? I think if the feud's going to continue because I could see a great series between these two. So I'm going to say Tommaso Champa gets the dub. All right. Uh, plus, you know, Champa got beat down this week. That he did. And as we all know, no one will survive. I mean, without being vulgar, that's the anthem of 2020. Yes, but goddamn, man. Now you're just going to depress and just make everybody, man. No one will survive, but good lord, man. It's been a depressing year, man. It is, man, but that's very morbid. Watch your fucking mouth. Goddamn it. Fuck. Okay. Um, Strap match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Somehow I don't see Cameron Grimes winning like how, how he's got a fear of this guy and he's going to be strapped to him for the whole match unless there's some shenanigans mm. but um, I guess him would not doing the traditional strap match where you have to touch every turnbuckle instead it's just going to be a pin to win or a submission boy, you know your history yeah I was so confused the first time I watched it because I think the first strap match I saw was Triple H and The Rock and it was literally just an ODQ match with a strap attached to both of them and then and the double strap match comes out and they're touching turnbuckles. I'm like, what the fuck? I think it was Jerry Lawler against somebody. And they're just touching the turnbuckles. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, are they doing? Rule, damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, man. JBL and Eddie Guerrero in the bull rope match. And they're tough. Here's what's funny about it. So they do the great American bash. Oh, four with JBL and Eddie Guerrero. And it's the Texas bull. And they got to touch the corners. Yeah. And then you get to 2007 with Randy Orton, death the road, baby. And then it's just hitting them with cowbells and shit. And you don't have to touch the corner. You know what I'm saying? They flip flop, flip the script. You know what I'm saying? Well, they also did one in 2001 with Triple H and Kane. And it was a chain match. Hey man, don't hate on the chain match. Man, I'm not, that was it was some- a great match. Oh, it was fire. Then you had Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin when he's going through the window. And my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am the World Wrestling Federation champ, and I do not deserve this. What? And I'm just like, hell to the yeah. That was one of Stone Cold's most underrated catchphrases. I'm the WWF champion, and I do not deserve this. Yep. And then Undertaker's like, Monday night, some sorry ass (laughs) called the police and said that my wife was in a car wreck. Great angle, great feud, underrated. Hell yeah. Um, okay, anybody else with me on Dexter Loomis, or are you guys going for chemograms? I'm going Loomis. Uh, Loomis, because then maybe it'll end this stupid feud. Wait, hold on a minute, man. <laughs> Mr. Moses Marquez. Bite your tongue. Why is it a stupid feud? I just, I, this has been going on for how long now? Uh, well, since no. before Halloween. Exactly. All right. We're in fucking December, hombre. You're going to make me say this, hombre. I'm going to say this right back to you, man. Here's what you're doing. You're singing. And you don't even realize you're singing right now, Moses Marquez. You're singing the infamous song. And I'm taking it back to the 80s with this joint right here. You're singing, how long has this been going on? So you're really not feeling it, man. You just want it to end. You know what I'm saying? End. Get on. Move on. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Move well, on. let's see. What was it? They they had that, uh, what the fuck was their uh, Halloween bullshit match? They had a Halloween haunted match. House. Let's call it that. There you go. The haunted, haunted House. It wasn't terrible. I, I loved the random cameos, and Cameron Grimes was over the top hilarious. But then they have a fucking a blindfold match. That's not a real blindfold match. And I'm like, okay, well, then we'll do it. And then now you're forcing them to have a strap match, which I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. But it's like, okay, what's what's next? Now we're going to do a fucking, uh, you know, a coal miner's glove match. <laughs> we're going to do uh we're going to do a submissions only match. Oh, falls count anywhere. Hell on a sale. I see your stance, but it's just like we've seen worse blindfold matches. Hello, Chris Harris and James Storm. And I mean, we've seen worse matches that, that were in a haunted house. Hello, you know, friggin Ray White and Randy Orton with the fridge. There you go. Yeah. Yes, the inflatable fridge. Never forget. Okay, triple threat match for the North American Championship. I'm going with Priest to finally regain. They've given a nice little moment for Ruff. I don't see Gargano getting it again. So it's got to go to Priest. Yeah, I'm with you, Priest. You you said Priest, didn't you, Mike? Yeah. You know what? I'm debating of like Leon Ruff some somehow just like kind of like getting the win and him pinning Gargano, but I'll be honest with you. I think this is most just like okay, let's have this nice moment, and then here comes Damian Priest to just mollywop. So I'm kind of debating between Priest and somehow Leon Ruff, you know, itching out the win, so to speak. But you know, it would be something if he does win because he is very good, and you know he's engaged in the whole nine and he's having a good week. Good, but. Good. There's something, there's something that's telling me that Damian Priest is going to get the dub, so I will go with Damian Priest as well. Yeah. 
Uh, I never saw it being long-term when he put the belt on Leon Ruff. It was just a nice moment for him. Man, you know what it is, too? And, I mean, she even said it on her Twitter. She was talking about Ruff Ruffin. It reminds me of the miniseries, man. That's right. I'm talking about the Temptations. I'm talking about Leon. And I ain't talking about Cool Runnings, Dazzy Dangerously. I'm talking about without David Ruffin, y'all ain't nothing. Without David Ruffin, y'all be some fake-ass temps. Y'all ain't nothing without David Ruffin. That's what it reminded me of, man. All I just need him to start singing My Girl. I'm talking about Just My Imagination. I'm talking about the way you do the things you do. Hello. Ah, uh, legend. Um, okay, let's get to the War Games matches. Uh, we probably should have kicked it off with one of them because they're not going to put them back to back. One of them's nah. got to open the show. But anyway, this should come as no surprise to anybody. Travis has gone with Team Shotzi. What a shock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm with Team Shotzi as well. I'm going with the faces. Um, Same. I mean, we had the big heel turn in last year's women's match, so it can't happen again. Yeah, true that. I mean, we already kind of had it sort of in the background with Tony Storm. Yeah. They, they've they preempted the heel turn this year. Smart. Smart. Mike? First and foremost, y'all better say it right. It's <clears throat> Tony Storm! <laughs> and also, my pick is Team Shotzi. Uh, I mean, Shotzi is riding a roller coaster right now. She's riding a lightning bolt in NXT. And you've got the NXT Women's Champion on her side who's just beating everybody, so. Can I just say something? She's got to be a future NXT Women's Champion. I have been loving Shotzi Blackheart's work. That's why I was so pissed two years ago when she was in Impact and they saw something with her at that Rise seminar, you know, that they were doing. And then she gets hurt, poor girl. She only has a couple matches. And then we see her doing her thing on Evolve where she almost killed herself. Yeah. And then somehow, yo, man, she's now in NXT and she's doing it, and I love it. She had the tank in the whole night. That girl has worked her buns off to get where she's at, and I'm loving every second of it. She seems to have a new tank, which I think we all saw coming anyway, but going to be riding that building the crap out of that thing she has yeah <laughs> she's like, i'm not even looking for these fucking partners i'm building my goddamn thing i love it so much dazzy dangerously i gotta say this about you sir because you also like some cheesy 80s music even though you're in denial and denial's not just a river in egypt you know how they the bring in the best hey man but sometimes you're all about that cheesiness and sometimes you're in denial and that's okay and i love you because you're my friend but i digress it's one of those things where I look at you, man, and you're talking about rock the boat, don't tip the boat over. Don't tip the tank over, because Shotzi will build another one, baby. That song is a banger. It's, it's the box. I'll, I'll not have it said that that song is cheesy. It is, man. <laughs> Even though you're talking about bangers and bops, man, you want to tip the boat over, man? I see you, man. Ain't nothing like the real thing, Dazzy Dangerously. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Let's How much money do you think they paid Ozzy for War Pigs? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it's taken them this long to use war pigs. Well, I mean, like they he they had uh well they had stuff with um oh, uh, uh goddamn I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. <laughs> Lemmy, oh my Jesus yes. Christ! Oh, somebody <laughs> should slap me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, well, no, like they used him for Triple H's themes for like ever. Yeah, I mean, but they I know used... he worked. He worked with Jim Johnson, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, WWE have used Ozzy and Sabbath uh, plenty of times in the past. 
Should be using them more often, damn it. Yeah, I, I marked out when I heard the opening chords to Warpix. It's fucking great. Can I just say one thing before we move on to the next match? Absolutely. Since I'm not there, I just virtually slapped Moses Marquez. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, main events is the men's War Games match. It's the Undisputed Era versus the brand. I still don't know if that's their official name, but that's what we're calling them. AKA I still Team call them McAfee. the Kings of NXT. Or that. I think they actually referred to themselves as that at one point. Um, but... Uh, I I don't know if there's gonna be a turn or anything, but I'm gonna go with Team McAfee. Yeah. Also continues a feud because then he'll be one on one with Adam Cole, baby. Oh yeah, I gotta get that again. I'm all about that. No, I was just I was honestly just thinking that because I'm like, because I'm I'm with you. Like I really want I, I really want Pat to win because well I'm, I I love Pat. Everything he's doing right now, I fucking love. I know he's going to be the last guy in there. was totally fine. Um, which, by the way, he had mentioned that he wasn't the guy that snuck in and run, but he's he's very sure he's the handsome son of a bitch. So, I, I mean, about that. I, oh my god, like no, like I think I think undisputed era should win. I think it should be like one of those good things. Like, okay, now we're establishing them as face team. You know, you can still build off of this, you know, like, oh, there was some chicanery or whatever the fuck. Um, fuck, give me, give me, give me Team McAfee just because I, I there's going to be some fuckery. Some, somebody might turn now that you, you planted in my head. And, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what, dude, Bobby Fish has been like extra mad for no reason. So, well, that's just Bobby Fish. Yeah, there's also the factor of Finn Balor, who seems to be on his, on oh, a road yeah. to recovery now. Uh, this guy, because he said the cat's back and don't play in his kitty later, and I'm like, what? Look what the cat dragged in. Uh, and I'm, also, I'm, nobody wants to play in your shit, but I think it's about time for Karrion Cross to return now too. It's been well over oh, twelve weeks. Right. Yeah, his shoulder is good from what I've been seeing about his workout videos. I'm trying to get big. Um, that's two for Team McAfee, Mike. Well, I know Moses has the shrine of Pat McAfee, so of course he's got to go. That's right. Oh, uh, my goodness. Brand, but I, baby. I, I know. Yo, I look at it like this, too, because like you said, Adam Cole has the victory over Pat McAfee, so it makes sense for McAfee and his boys to get the dub. And also, like you mentioned, Karrion Cross, there's a lot of valid points that you both made. So in this particular scenario, I am also on Team McAfee. How you doing? Keep it moving. Attaboy. A little insider. Another reason why I'm all over Team McAfee is uh, I was a kicker freshman year. <laughs> I was about to say, man, why are you letting it? Well, that's a little TMI, Mr. Moses Marquez. You're all over Team McAfee. What the hell is this, man? This is not that type of party. What's up with you, man? <laughs> I'm all about it. What's the matter? You all, you, you mad? <laughs> but yes, I did not know you were a kicker. So you and Pat McAfee are both kickers. He I'm also was a uh, was a backup quarterback. I was not. Hmm. I don't know. Well, okay, let me let me just. I, I was. I only say this because they like looked around. They had nobody who was wanted to be a kicker, and they lined everybody up, including the big fat guys in the in the front. And surprisingly, <laughs> like my leg wasn't terrible, so I had to kick, and then block, and oh god, it was exhausting. How do you really feel about the but, big fat guys? 
front. What the hell is wrong with the big fat guys in the front? Those they that's got what feeling. we call ourselves. <laughs> what do you mean, like? That's what the was like. This is what uh, Washington's uh, old team used to call these. Call them the Hogs, like the front line, the five, the big fat five guys in the front. They're all like a real good offensive line is all guys over three hundred pounds. Okay. Hey, I get it. The Hoss line, if you want. I get it, but you were just so like, yeah, these big fat guys in the front. You were just so nonchalant about it. These fat sons of bitches over here. Yeah. Well, see, okay, insider. Well, if you want to go into all about this here. Um, back in my playing days, even in like junior college, offensive linemen, their idea is, is I have to stay big. It's not like we can get, we can stay strong, whatever, but you have to maintain weight. And so we would eat six times a day and not like how like bodybuilders work, you know, eat so much. And then, you know, they work out a bunch. Like, no, we, we ate just to eat. Like that was, I remember we got up, I, I, I we went to a, an old lineman camp. That was surprisingly across the street from a fucking Mexican uh, taco shop. So every morning, uh, three of the guys in our bunk would go right across the street. They'd get a bean and rice burrito. Three hours later, on the button, they'd go to get another bean and rice burrito. And then for lunch, they'd get like cardinal the fries, roll tacos, and it's, they would destroy their bodies. But then they would go and kill it on the field. But that was the thing. They was you. You always ate. So yes, we're the big fat guys. We're the guys that look at you at the table. You're gonna finish that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So both kickers, both technically podcasters, both done yes. some wrestling. Mm-hmm. There you go. How you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Those are our NXT Takeover War Games predictions. Join us for reactions to all of that. Next week. So tell him. Now then, on to dynamite or winter is coming. Crazy shit. Um. All right. First of all, kicks off with the battle royal. Plenty actually happened in the battle royal. Um. I mean, to begin with, uh, Wardlow's guarding MJF and Sammy Guevara in the corner for pretty much the whole match. <laughs> they're like rotating from corner to corner the whole match. <laughs> okay. No, they're ready. Let's go. Um. We just, mentioned the loaded glove. Uh, Spears just clocked Scorpio with it again after getting eliminated. Uh, he's a loser. There's a nice tease again as the Dark Order save Hangman from elimination, but then of, yes. all, of all people, Matt Hardy eliminates him on the other side. What a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. I was so mad. Um, on the bright side, Miro cleans house. Um, please book him more like this and less crying over an Xbox, please. Yeah. Come on, man. I was going to say, the one time this guy is looking good for, like, yeah. the first time ever. Um, it comes down to him and Jungle Boy with Inner Circle in the corner before they attack and gang up on Miro. Um, MJF eliminates both Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. But then, of course, he realizes Orange Cassidy was never eliminated. Orange fights off Wardlow and MJF and eliminates Wardlow to end the match. And he gets a shot at the diamond ring against MJF next week. Yeah, looking good. And then after the match, best friends celebrate, and Miro comes back out and screams at him. <laughs> Don't do this. You you this had it. You, you had it. it, and then you yeah reverted back. The worst part about this whole thing is I'm watching this all while getting ready to go to go grocery shopping, and so like later on in this show, I'm like 
at the at actually Walmart. I'm picking up groceries, doing the whole whatever, and I'm like marking out in the aisles and shit. Like I don't care. <laughs> uh, Kazarian went one on one with Jericho, and we saw more Sammy Guevara and MJF as Kazarian locked Jericho in his own submission. Sammy then prevents MJF from throwing in the towel. Which, Smack. Yeah, plant, plant some seeds. Jericho down eventually gets the win. And, whoa. He goes below in the inner circle. Uh, and Jericho's the only cool head in the ring as he breaks up the ruckus and gives mm-hmm. him an ultimatum. So either they get along by next week or the inner circle is done. And he's like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm serious. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, surely they've got to get along. We, we can't end the inner circle. Right? They're too good to end. I want to see more drunken escapades in Vegas. <laughs> uh, now, backstage, the Young Bucks interview is interrupted by the acclaimed. Uh, and Bootleg Cena raps about them before the hybrid two jump the Bucks. I think I think Young Bucks even um, referenced John Cena as well, like some this gimmick, something about this gimmick. <laughs> I, I it's one of those parts where I didn't, didn't really hear it, but I was like, all of a sudden I looked at my phone. I'm like, who in the fuck is this? <laughs> who are these guys? I turned it up and he starts rapping, and I'm like, oh my god, what are they doing? What what are the Bucks doing? Yeah, and then I just gave up. He's unfortunate. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said something like, I've seen this gimmick before. Because <laughs> he had the big chain around his neck, too. Oh, that's right, he did. <laughs> um, we've we've talked about the women's division getting a little bit of life injected into it in AEW, and they continue this week as Britt Baker defeats Layla Hirsch by submission and is immediately attacked by Fonda Rosa, and it just takes several referees, several attempts to break him up. Because those girls want to kill each other. Why? I, have they what? I have they had a thing? Well, I remember for some reason Britt Baker got involved in the title match between Rosa and Sue and Adib, and then Fonda obviously attacked her after the match. Mm, but I don't really I remember the basis of why they're feuding. Mike? They both want the title? Maybe. Any insight, podcast machine? I just there might have been something when um, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, like you mentioned, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I recall. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe they just want the women's title, and I mean Britt Baker just has a punchable face, so maybe Thunder Rosa got a little. That too. That Britt Baker does not have a punchable face. Oh, she yes, got she some of that Latina heat and just went out and just Molly Watt Britt Baker. I don't know <laughs> reasons. <laughs> For reasons, yes. <laughs> Okay, Cody and Darby Allen versus Hobbs and Starks. No, that's not a Fast and Furious spinoff. The, <laughs> uh, the big guy, well, I say big guy, one of them is Ricky Starks, medium sized guy, uh, beat down Darby. He's not a big guy. <laughs> you hate Ricky Starks so much with his shoes and no socks looking like Don Johnson. I hate his style. Mm-hmm. But I'm not his. Everything about him is great, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not his uh, wardrobe designer, so that's my problem. But hey, next chat. Next out, well, next he's gonna come out in the fanny pack, looking like Flex Cavana, <laughs> looking like a rock. That's cool. I fuck with the fanny pack. 
Um, Cody finally gets the hot tag, but it's Darby who gets the pin. But then all hell breaks loose after the match, and then the foundations shake as Sting finally arrives. And I don't give a shit how old he is. I love seeing Sting. Yeah, that was standing, Sting. standing in the middle of an aisle, absolutely screaming, "Holy crap, it's Sting!" And my wife is looking at me like, "Can you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, it's fucking Sting." But and some dude was like, "Sting," and I was like, "He's on AEW." What? <laughs> and he fucking, he, I kid you not, this dude ran. I don't know where, but he ran. <laughs> but he, even though he's like what sixty-one, he's he's still kind of intimidating. Shit. Like you're staring everybody down in the ring. First off, can you deny that jawline? That's what I'm talking about right there. That's oh. chiseled schnitzel right there. Yes, on the glare. Oh, my Lord. Like, he looks at Arn, and I'm like, are you going to hug Arn? What are you going to do? What's going to happen? <laughs> are you going to beat him? Are you going to slap him? Are you gonna... No, nothing? Okay. And <laughs> he goes to Cody, and I'm like, oh, God, are you going to beat him, Cody? You don't like his dad? Oh, wait, his dad's gone. Wait, but, 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 but. Okay, you're not going to do nothing to Cody. <laughs> you're going to kill Darby. You fate, fate, and want to be a son of a bitch. And... They just have like an intense stare down, and I thought about it. I was like, wait, are you going to have a match with Darby? Please don't. You're going to like die. Like, legitimately die. Like, Seth almost killed you because he's an idiot, but like, Darby's not an idiot. He's just crazy. Well, let's, let's be so honest. You're whoever die. agreed to let Sting take a bucket bomb was an idiot. Whoever even offered that up, <laughs> whoever even dumbass said that said, so I have this cool move, it's the buckle bomb. I don't care that you're 50 something. It's, it's going to be cool. No? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, basically, your neck's going to bounce off the turnbuckle. Okay. Knowing Seth, he, he got told no, and he's like, what well, I'm walking away. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will say this because I loved it too. I thought it was a great introduction for staying to AEW. But yes, that's the thing. Everybody's going off. Oh, he's 61, he's 62. Why? Why is he after the He's got his own shirt. <laughs> I know. Everybody was complaining because, oh, it's him. But I'm like, we're not just going to forget about the fact that Goldberg, like you were talking about Goldberg just coming exactly. in and the universe. Like, it didn't take long for the WWE diehards to shit all over it and like, oh, Sting's old. <laughs> yes, but Sting's not going to squash a monster world champion, is he? Hold on, well, wait. The- okay, people are bitching about Sting being old, but yet they love a champion that's not on TV for four months at a time? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's hypocrites, man. Also, I look at it from a stance... Fickle! I look at it from a stance like when you had... Oh my goodness, what was I going to say? So, you have Sting coming out, right? And then you have the Goldberg thing. But it's like, it's just, it's it's odd. It's like when Jericho won the AEW title, and it's like they put it on a 50-year-old guy, but I'm like, it's Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah there, there's a difference between a 50-year-old guy and Chris Jericho. It's Chris Jericho. Yeah. And that's the point. Chris Jericho, can st- he may have a little bit of a belly now, but he can still go. Oh, he yeah, just though. looks like, a, like an old territory wrestler. Yeah. Like Mickey Which Rourke is, in The Wrestler. <laughs> Ram Jam gets one, two yes. mentions in one episode. Ram Jam one two three, brother. And Mike, Ram Jam. Yes. Ram, Ram Jam. Uh, what, what was his name in the fucking movie? Randy the Ram. Randy the Ram. Yeah, Randy the Ram. Randy the Ram also said '80s was the best shit ever. That's true, and he's not wrong. Well, Although he did disrespect Kurt Cobain, but we'll let that slide. No, hold on a minute, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. And then he's fighting. 
Yo, man. And then he's got, I mean, he's, he's banging that rat in the bathroom, man, where you got uh. R-Truth. Yeah. And then friggin', <laughs> and then, yeah, friggin', yes. And then friggin' the whole thing with Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh, oh my goodness. And Necro Butcher's <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. Necro okay. Butcher in the whole line, yeah. You're the good guy, I'm the heel. That's it. Okay, sounds yes. like a plan. <laughs> like a plan. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, so they immediately, th- this was great at the end of the segment because, first of all, uh, Team Taz just completely disappeared when Sting's music hit. And then as, uh, at the end of the show, when, which we'll get to, when all the craziness was going on, you just hear Taz on the mic going, you tell Lance Archer I win him next week. Like, Taz, nobody gives a shit. Did you see what just happened? Um, second of all uh, they announced very quickly that Cody has signed Sting to a multi-year contract or Cody apparently told Tony very quickly but I I don't really expect him to wrestle I can can totally see that though too is like Cody walks up hey we gotta sign Sting (laughs) and and Tony's probably sitting there like like a logical thinking man Cody, that that's a great idea, but what are we gonna have him do? But he's Sting. <laughs> I love how you're doing um, the lisp. <laughs> and he's, but, he's like, but 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 he's like, but he's Sting. I God, I just, I love it. And yes, thank you for that. I I I didn't think anybody would catch that. Oh, I, I love you, Cody. Please don't kill me. Yeah, yeah, we do actually love Cody. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Sting wrestling much, if at all. I just um, want him to walk around and point at the point the bat at people. Yeah, Sting's cool to look at. Yeah, that's all I want. Plus, I didn't really get a great listen to his new music, but it sounds more similar to his. Sounds WWE like one. shit. It sounds better than the WWE one they gave him. And the pro- wasn't terrible. Yeah, but it was kind of. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's just like, it's like dum 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 over. I was like, okay, that's pretty crap. I don't even know why WWE changed it. What the hell was wrong with that iconic violins from WCW? I don't know. Easy because of why were they copied WCW for? I mean, even Goldberg sounded similar to his WCW one. No, they actually uh, paid for it. Yeah, but then they changed it a little bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah like and it sounds like crap. <laughs> like when he became champion, I think it was they changed it a bit, so it was kind yep. of. One note difference or something. <laughs> you know what I got to say about that, man? It's kind of like, and I'll say these two references here. It's like when Vanilla Ice was talking about, you know, when they covered David Bowie and Queens under pressure. Ours goes ting, ting, ting to the ting, ting. And theirs go ting, ting, ting to the ding, ding. <laughs> it's the same. Sorry, shit. what? <laughs> okay, I'll explain in a second there. No, I know. I get it. That's what I'm just. If I'm, I was, just, I, I'm imagining I was the recorder and sitting in front of a uh, fucking vanilla ice in the early 90s. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, you just did what? <laughs> also, son of a bitch. So it's one of those things where I was also going to say, because you were just talking about, like, you know, the difference with Sting and everything in the whole nine there. Uh, you know what? I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Just you know what? Going. It was also like uh, when Hogan used the end, well, didn't really use the NWO theme in Impact. He was like, okay, so the NWO theme is down, down, down. Mine's going to go down, 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 down. No, you just half extended it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to sound a whole hell of a lot like it, but it's not. Kind of like the one we found. 
Yeah, a little bit. Love it. Uh, okay, Love so it. main event, uh, Don Callis joins us, and, you know, as soon as he sits down, you can kind of see a little seed planted as they put Impact Wrestling EVP or something. I mean, they did that last time, so I didn't pay it in mind. Yeah, um, but it was just random. Now, of course, he joins the commentary just for this match. Um, but we've, you know, we've just got under it's forty minutes match. to go, and Tony Khan's already teased that they could go over. So, we're expecting a big match. I was calling a sixty-minute draw. Yeah. But, um, but it didn't go over. It finished right on the hour. Um, but anyway, Mox uh, hits a paradigm shift. Uh, but opts to bring out steel chairs instead of going for the pin. Uh, they sit opposite each other and exchange shots. I mean, first of all, slaps, then it turns into punches. Uh, shit. And then it turns into a V-trigger. After V-trigger. After V-trigger. Bam, and a bam, and a bam, and a bam, and a bam, and I love it. Pretty, pretty much the last ten minutes of this match was Kenny hitting V-triggers. Oh, yeah, they look awesome. <laughs> uh, Omega seems to get hurt on the outside. I mean, I think he actually did get hurt. He had a hell of a shiner. Yeah. Um, but they kind of turned it into an angle as... Well, it didn't turn it... It obviously was planned, but he did actually get hurt. But uh, Mark refuses to let the match end and shoves Callis down, which allows Omega to grab Oh, yeah, the when mic. Kenny got hurt, Kenny got thrown into that... What was that? It looked like a weird light thing that looked like a face. I don't know what the fuck it really was. Uh, yeah, the Kenny's down the there forever. Huh? They, they said it was a heater at ringside. I'm like, why do you need a heater? What it's the so fuck? freaking hot there. What? The, I, okay, <laughs> look, I get it. It's December, and it's, you know, by the beach. I'm sure it's, like, chilly, but, like, don't tell me, like, you got this big... Whatever. But, <laughs> so he gets thrown into the thing, and uh, he's down... Or suplexed into it, I should say. And he's down forever. Yeah. And then Don Callis comes down. I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on? Like, they, they kind of alluded to something going down because they were they really kept mentioning Don Callis being concerned. That. Um so Omega grabs the mic, bust marks open with it, and then there's four straight V triggers and a one winged angel and Omega is the new champ. And you missed the mic shot. Yeah I said he bust him open with the mic. Oh that's right. I did Callis and Omega get the fuck out of Dodge. They storm past Tony Khan and all the angry producers. And then he drops First the bombshell. Off, hold, hold on. Nobody is... <laughs> the thing that kills me, they're walking by Tony Khan. He's not mad. He's, like, happy. He's like, oh, hey. Hey. Where are you going? Like, I'm like, dude, I love you to death, bro. But, but I'm like, but he should kind of know, dude. They're fucking getting the hell out of here. All the producers and the backstage staff are like angry pointing at him as they run past. Yeah, that's why. Too. That's what makes like the whole thing even funnier. Tony's like, "Oh, hey, congrats! Where are you going? Come and have a white claw." <laughs> I've got whoppers in the in the microwave right now. Uh, <laughs> oh man! I, I mean, it didn't even apart from the mic shot. Really, it didn't really feel like a screw job. No. I mean, Mark shoved Callis down in the first place. Right. Um, but anyway, Callis drops the bombshell that Kenny Omega is apparently going to be on Impact on Tuesday. This fucking dude, when he said that, I was like standing in the checkout aisle like, I don't have access to access. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and she's like, what? I'm like, 
It's like, we don't have access. This is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, the channel. Load <laughs> the goddamn cart. I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, nice. It's the most awkward, most awkward scene in Walmart ever. It was great. So the guy's questioning Carlos, and Carlos is like, you want answers? You find out on Tuesday. And I'm like, no fucking way. And then he goes, wait a minute, but, but Dynamite's on Wednesday. He's like, yeah, but Impact's on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck. Yes. I have no access to access. I'm I'm sure we can find a way. You bastards. Yes. But it's gonna be I, awesome. I normally watch Impact the day after, but I'm I'm gonna have to try and find it live this week, this coming week. Yeah. Uh, exciting times for wrestling. Uh, it's kind of like every company besides WWE working together. I love it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I mean, get if we it, get, it, get it rolling. If we think about it, there is a connection between them all because, like, mm-hmm. Thunder Roses working with both NWA and Impact and AEW. Um, Marx is still the U.S. champion in Japan. Kenny's gonna take the AEW World Title on Impact. It's just crazy. Also, Carl Anderson said that you know he's got some friends because you know Big LG. I mean, hey. Yeah, Bullet Club reunion. There you go. Crazy, crazy times. And then but it's good times. Then people, the people who say that Impact is pre-taped well in advance, how's he going to be on Tuesday? They clearly don't know that Impact is actually very good at like changing things last minute. Mm-hmm. Like they don't get me wrong, like they tape, they tape, but they didn't tape this one. <laughs> oh, one man, what if it's live? Oh God. That'd be insane. Obviously, they must have pre-taped something with Kylie Ray, and then stuff happened with her, and she disappeared, and they had to change that, too. Because it's Impact two hours? Yes. Yes. Okay, you could probably get in, like, a good hour plus of pre-recorded stuff. Like, many times, all they have to do is have Josh Matthews do a voiceover. There you go. Because that's all all I ever hear when I watch Impact. (laughs) Highlights, of course. Uh, I honestly can't wait for next week. Um, and yeah, that is pretty much it. So it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. Before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and sorry, Mike, I already I said Castbox too early, and Castbox. It's bizarre! And anchor.fm. There you go. Um, I also just noticed last night, actually, as well, that Anchor kind of fucked up the transfer because I've still been uploading on SoundCloud thinking it's going to transfer itself over. So there hasn't been an episode on Apple Music for a couple of weeks or Anchor because they haven't updated. But hopefully they will now. Uh, in the meantime, if that wasn't enough, you can also find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Big thank you to Andre Corbeil. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two. You can find Travis at Walker underscore TA ninety two. And you know Twitch makes Vince's dick itch. So don't be a wanker and check us out on Anchor with Moses Marquez. That's right. See, unlike you, I, I, I upload directly to Anchor, so I don't necessarily have any issues with that. Uh, speaking of that, 
there was a long-awaited review of the last Chargers game that came out for those who are curious about Bolt Rant. That's out, and um, I want to say it, it should be nice and big. I Somebody told me I need to like dive into a bunch of Twitter groups during the game, and I did, and, well, goddamn, talk about a turnout. Anyway, so that's up. Um, also, there's all pretty much all the same retro stuff has been up. The mind games should be up. There was an issue with the upload that I did not notice. And apparently it sat there for like five days talking about like, hey, you should retry to upload this. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I completely ignored it. So it should be up now, along with uh, Fall Brawl as well. And uh, yeah, Monday we back to Raw and Nitro. Good stuff. All right. And he is the podcast machine who's been on the mic with Mike. Oh, My man, Mike, over here talking to the legend. I had to bring it up. That was great. Go ahead, right. Mike. Before I get to that, I'm just going to say you addressed a certain situation last week, Daz. Now it's my turn because, man, we got this NWO wannabe debauchery fucker talking about, yo, I've been doing this more than these other guys. And let me tell you something, man. I have one more year on you, bitch, 2015. And then this friggin' guy is just talking about they'd be nothing without us the whole night. Let me tell you something, man. For the past five years, I have gotten the respect, the rapport, the professionalism, the interviews, the interactions, and the friends from what I do, if you know what I'm saying. So let me just tell you a little something-something. It's not personal. It's just facts. Chin-chin on that motherfucker. Anyway, I digress. You can check me out at SM Show 1 or MCL92. You can check me out, pop underscore, underscore, culture, underscore, pod. You can check me out, Impact Rewind. You can check me out on WrestlingWrestling.com. You can check me out on the Netflix pod by main man Dazzy Dangerously. You can check out Moses Marquez, Travis Walker Anderson, Mike Larkin, Dazzy Dangerously on the Max Wrestling Podcast because that's what the fuck we do. And you can also check me out on SoundCloud.com, so MC Larkin92, the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. I'm talking about people like LFC CEO Sean Donald coming on and this Moses Marquez wants to talk about the legend I'm talking about adult star Ava Devine talking about working with Vanessa Vidal sexy Vanessa the whole night it is a good week for on the mic with Mike oh my goodness gracious I'm feeling good I'm feeling great got things off my chest Ava Devine take a listen to the interview it's a good if week. you if, if you knew me in high school and you ever stole my phone and you <laughs> randomly saw my browser history you'd catch a lot of Ava Devine yeah like, so my friend's hot mom on your on your playlist there Moses Marquez Quite a few. You maybe even downloaded a few. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, she's done like eight films on My Friend's Hot Mom. She's done a couple bro, of she's them. been in the business since five. Yeah. 2003, bro. She was 28, 29 when she got into there, man. Take a listen to the interview. It's very... I know. No, trust me. I already seen it. I was like, oh, I got to listen to this. And then <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, AEW is about to start. And my wife's like, listen to what? And I said, I have nothing. And I hit my phone. In my <laughs> <head>. <laughs> I, all right. I'm just going to say this right now. I will ruin your relationship or your or your marriage if you listen to my content. Boom. Or if you tag Travis in the content. With top of the all right, man. I apologize for that. I didn't know he was going to have a heart attack. I'm sorry, Travis. You know you love some LFC. Oh, my goodness. Um, with that being said, join us. Next week. For our 300th episode, we've got a couple of surprises for you. Some old school tag team trivia and final resolution predictions. Plus, of course, you know, reactions to the wrestling world exploding when Kenny Omega shows up on Impact. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye. And war games. And, of course, yeah, reactions to war games. Goodbye. And good night.
outright war games. Living rent free in that head because you's a bitch. Hey.